What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields, presented by Manscaped. Lots to do here on this special Super Bowl Sunday edition of the Amatelica TIS podcast. We got a special su- surprise guest uh, joining us here on this Super Bowl Sunday, Sunday, February the 13th. The one and only, we haven't had him on in quite a long time, friend of the program and yours truly's best friend and uh, provides plenty of insight and plenty of commentary on all things National Football League related. The one and only Brendan Dillon will join us uh, here on this special Super Bowl Sunday edition of the Amatelica TIS podcast. Hope you all are doing well out there, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Uh, just to pass the time, you know, if uh, you don't want to be stuck in front of the TV, bored stiff watching either the Olympic, the Winter Olympics or the, the eight and a half, five, six, seven hour pregame shows on NFL Network, ESPN or NBC, well, uh, turn the sound down and turn the I'm Telling Like a TIS podcast on, as uh, yours truly will have uh, plenty of Super Bowl programming, uh, Super Bowl 56 programming for you, uh, leading into uh, the Rams and Bengals coming up at SoFi Stadium. So without further ado, we will take a quick break. Uh, Brendan Dillon is standing by, and we will continue with the I'm Telling Like a TIS podcast coming up in just a moment. Roses are red, violets are blue, don't I wild puberecu. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for this special occasion. This Valentine's Day, it's the time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in the below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. So just go to manscaped.com and use the code SHIELD5 for 20% off plus free shipping. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just a thing every guy needs in his life to make each and every single day just a little bit more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin and get this. The trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate partners in crime. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your hearts may still desire. Did I mention it's also waterproof? This package also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer to whack all the worst of your weeds. Manscaped even threw in not one, but two free gifts. Their Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Shaving Boxer Briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably throughout the day. To complete the perfect package for your said package are liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Start your day off with the deodorant for your boys and then stay cool all day with the toner to keep you smelling and feeling your best all day and all throughout the night. And don't forget to not only smell good around your nether regions, but all over your body. Made with their signature scent, the Manscaped Refined Cologne will complement your collection with the smell of perfection. Manscaped created their products for nights just like on Valentine's Day, February 14th. So go to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with the code THESHIELD5. Once again, get 20% off plus free shipping. Not either or, 20% off and free shipping. Just use the code THESHIELD5 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use my code THESHIELD5, that's T-H-E, 
S-H-I-L-D-5. Be like yours truly on Instagram and shoot your shot with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Welcome back to the I'm Teleka TIS podcast presented by Manscaped. Joining me now, he is a good friend of yours truly, been on the program uh, in episodes in years past. We haven't had him on in a long time, uh, you know, because of the fact that life happens. He gets busy. I get busy. He's at college. I'm at college. But uh, he is uh, making his presence known here on this uh, nice podcast episode during Super Bowl week. The one and only. Brendan E. Dillon. Brendan, how was today, pal? Okay. Exhausted. Uh, it was a Sunday and I had three meetings, so it's great. Uh, love being busy on campus. Uh, and I have a presentation uh, in multi-messenger astronomy tomorrow um, on scintillation fluid being uh, viewed by a photo, a photo multiply photo multiplier uh, tube, which uh, is basically detecting cosmic rays. It's going to be great. I'm sorry uh, <laughs> for fumbling on that. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, basically, like what they do with the scintillation fluid, um, which is like benzene and terpenol, um, it, it's used to detect Cherenkov radiation from cosmic rays. Uh, and I'm going to have to do a presentation about this like 1962 study by George Clark and Bassey, uh, on it. And it's, I'm kind of terrified because I was supposed to do it on Friday. Um, and that didn't happen. So now I'm presenting on it on Monday and I'm probably going to have to reread it tonight after I get my little bit of homework done. So yeah, that's, that's, that's been my day, I guess. Brendan up to his armpits in a college work that uh, you can see listening to this show. Let's not uh, waste any time. Uh, the NFL playoffs have kind of sort of come and gone. You know, we got Super Bowl 56 between my Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. We will begin in the divisional round because they haven't had Brendan on a long time and we'll get to his team before we get the mind playing in the Super Bowl. But uh so I start with wild card weekend and start out with the elephant in the room. I killed him at the time. And I'll say it again, just to refresh your memory, Brendan, and just to set it, set it up here for the audience. Yep. And, instead of Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboy players making excuses at infinitum, defending their piss poor, undisciplined, ungodly play and a playoff game at home against the San Francisco 49ers now. God is now, accurate. It's just it's and instead of them going out there and blaming the refs and saying, "Oh, we got job, the refs ball, this, that, and the other," guys, this is false. You 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 said it. You set a franchise record for the most penalties in a playoff game. Okay, your quarterback ran ran a quarterback draw with, with 12, 14 <laughs> seconds left with no timeouts. And and forgot the rule that when you either get tackled or you slide, you give yourself up, how you have to give the ball to the ref in order for the ref to spot the ball. You can't spot your own football as if it's, you know, turkey bowl at your grandparents' house on Thanksgiving morning. So it's – and Mike McCarthy, who asleep at the wheel, teams undisciplined, not buttoned up. Dak Prescott overpaid, overrated. They, the ball is in his hands way too many times during an offensive game plan. 
what was your takeaway from the Dallas Cowboys making fools out of themselves against the uh, the San Francisco 49ers on Wild Card Weekend? Expected. That's the only word that I can say for that. It, I expected it would happen. Would you, uh, if you are a Dallas Cowboys fan listening, um, would you expect anything less, though, from, from your franchise? Like, no bias here, but you guys kind of – blunder at the worst of times even when everything is set up perfectly for yourself and your season was so easy you guys had so many patsy games that just were just easy wins uh to to you know get blown out in the wild card round i i i expected nothing less and i i already knew it was going to happen i even need to watch the game to tell you that it was going to happen, but I did because I knew it was going to happen. And I love watching the Cowboys lose. So, uh, and I especially love that QB draw, uh, just genius 14 seconds left. Uh, you're at what, like the 50 yard line and you do a QB draw. Mm, just so smart. It's the smartest thing that you could do. Out of all the, all the plays that you're going to call, you call a play where you know that you're going to be tackled inbounds and the clock is going to continue to run just to make things way more difficult for yourself. I just mm, – genius, and, genius play calling there. And, and the thing that really bothered me is that Mike McCarthy sent up there arrogantly in the postgame and said, well, what do you want us to do? I'll throw the football 50 yards in a Hail Mary play? Mike, no. if your quarterback with a $70 million contract can't throw the ball 50 yards in the air for, for, for a good old-fashioned Hail Mary attempt to win the game, if your quarterback is getting paid $70 million and he can't complete a 50-yard Hail Mary pass, pass play, what, what, what are we doing here? Okay, Brady can throw the ball 50 yards up in the air. Rodgers can. Russell Wilson can. Herbert can. Uh, Josh Allen, Ken, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if you, you don't even need to do this- that with 14 seconds, though. Jai, that's the thing, though. But I don't exactly. understand is why they didn't call like a play because they have like decent wide receivers. Why don't they have a they, why don't I have a call like call a play where a wide receiver is going out of bounds and on a route? Like th- that's so easy to do and call like on a curl route on literally anything where they go out 20 yards, curl back in, and then run out of bounds. That'll take you, like, what, seven or eight seconds. That gives right. you a lot of time and is a lot easier to execute than that QB draw play, which makes no sense to me. I'll never understand why they did that. Uh, I think oh. somebody should have been fired for that, but uh, guess what? That yes. is going to happen. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hunter, I mean, Brennan, you're absolutely correct. You like – they had enough time to run two plays. And yeah, exactly. The play that they call us a cute, like, what, what are we doing? What, what, and what it, do you do? Exactly. Right. It's so stupid. Oh, and, and but it every, makes me laugh. Yeah, it, it made me laugh too. And everybody else is, is sitting up there kicking and scaring. We'll get rid of Mike, Mike McCarthy and make Kellen Moore the offensive, uh, the make, make Kellen Moore the offensive coordinator, the head coach. I mean, what are you nuts? I mean, I mean, who? He was the he was the one of the three stooges that was responsible for calling that idiotic monstrosity. I mean, we, so we're going to make him the head coach and kick Mike McGurk. If anything, both of them needed to be out the door. And, and Dak Prescott and I don't know, Brennan, the floor will be yours in a couple of seconds. I don't know how yeah. you feel about Dak Prescott. Overrated, overrated. He's overrated. okay. He's okay. He's not anything okay. that's At insane. Best. At no, best. not at best. He's okay. He's just okay, though. <laughs> like, that's the thing. He he has always been just okay. 
but just okay is normally more than enough because normally the Dallas squad has a bunch of, you know, decent offensive weapons and you have, you know, Tony Pollard who actually isn't that even that bad. You have some like like decent new weapons out there. Uh, you can survive and just be a decent quarterback in that offense. But like even then, there's still a lot of timing issues that happen throughout the year where you know there'd be really really confusing and befuddling picks that had just come off of deck that you would have no idea why that happened. Um, and I, I don't know. I think that that's, that really shows that there might be on some level a problem with their game plan when it comes to actually playing more competitive opponents, because like, there's like the game that they had against Washington where they blew us out and it was just disgusting. Um, where like, yeah, they, they did really well, but you know, given the circumstances of that game, like it's not really that, that impressive. Uh, that they did that, and um, they almost lost us as well. The, the game, the, yeah, the, the game first before, time. they almost threw the every, they almost time, yeah. threw everything away. They threw a pick to Cole Holcomb, and then he ran it back, and that and we almost came back in that game, which is pretty crazy, just in general. Uh, I, I, I don't know. They, they, they've had other game, Patsy games this year that were just really easy and they didn't really need to worry about. And the games that they lost, they should have lost, but they had an easy schedule. Like, oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, you go, you go and look back at the Dallas Cowboys schedule, and I, and it was a point that you made that I'll further address here in a minute. If you go look back at their schedule, what, what was a significant opponent that they had? That that you that you looked at and said, oh wow, the Dallas Cowboys really showed me something beat, beating that team. I mean, if you go back and you look. They played the uh, they played the the Bucks week one. Okay, they came with they came within a field goal of winning the game. Okay, fine. Week two, they beat the Chargers. Okay, solid job. But Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Carolina, who ended up collapsing. The Giants stink. I mean, Minnesota with Cooper Rush. I mean, what? The, the Atlanta. I mean, they they laid an egg against the Chiefs. They couldn't score. Um, they beat the they beat the Patriots on the road in overtime. I give them that. That's one win, man, and that ain't even in, inside the conference. Come on, that's not even that's not even that impressive. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, come on, Mac Mac Jones wasn't even really going off then. To be honest with you, he really got hot down the stretch of the season, but that's kind of early. They tried like, to give the game. Go ahead. You go. Continue. Continue. No, I was just going to say that you know they they also just nearly gave away the Saints game, the game that they played after Thanksgiving, and nearly gave yeah. that game away. And when the yeah. and when they and when the Raiders were on the ropes, the the Raiders had played the Bengals the Sunday before. I, I I came on the show and I that said game. I I came on the show and I said Raiders season is over it's same old same old second nope. half season collapse da 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 ddd blah 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 and what did, and what do the Raiders do they take the Dallas Cowboys into overtime and they upset them thirty six thirty three to in all intents and purposes save this season Vegas was on the ropes the Dallas Cowboys couldn't even finish them off in regulation. 
Uh, and then they lose to Arizona. They lose to Arizona because Kyler Murray is undefeated playing at AT&T Stadium. And then, every, and then I got everybody doing cartwheels and doing backflips because Dak Prescott threw for five touchdowns against a backup Philadelphia Eagles squad. And a game <laughs> that meant absolutely nothing for both teams. I mean, give me a break. Silly. Just always, always been silly. How they'll tout those games as being so important in, in those in-division games when they have such a hard time outside of. And also, they really didn't play that much competition. Like, you can see that. And the competition they did play, they lost. Like, right. uh, it's just basically every single time. It's always been been very, very um clown-like to say the least and the the fans of the cowboys are pretty much always always like that with with their wins and losses and it's just uh it's it's very silly right 100 percent um and then let's switch change gears to uh well we'll say in the division won't spend a whole lot of time on them but the philadelphia eagles you know this is part of like this is part of the problem when the NFL goes out there and, you know, extends the playoffs and, and wants to, you know, add more playoff teams and add, you know, two extra play- – this is the point that you get. And I, granted, nine, they won nine games. Now, they didn't beat anybody of note, you know, kind of sort of similar with the Cowboys, but they won yeah. nine games. Give them their credit. Give them their due. Everybody thought the sky was falling on Philadelphia, and they go out there and they and they are their competitive football team. They win nine games. Now in seat now twenty nineteen, would they be in the playoffs? No, but uh, but still win, winning nine games and hovering around the five hundred mark, and in this case slightly better with winning nine games. You take from an Eagles perspective, you take that as a positive, one way or another. But the Eagles, the Eagles were just completely overmatched by Tampa in that game. Why yeah, Devontae? Fre- why Devontae Freeman, who was their first uh, round wide receiver, didn't get more? Uh, didn't get more throws in his you direction. Only had like three targets that game. I'm pretty it, certain. Completely, completely unacceptable. And so it's weird. Just, it's they like you said. It got destroyed. Got ran out of the building. Your thoughts? Uh huh. This. Uh, so I expected them to lose. I didn't expect them to lose that badly, though. Like, this is a team that, like, Washington, like, competitively at least, we beat them. Like, uh, and, you know, the Eagles down the stretch had done pretty well against us. Now, if we're talking about it, granted, they actually lost only by six earlier in the season in October to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, it shouldn't have been as bad as it was. And it was, it was pretty bad. I don't know exactly what their game plan was going into that game, but it it really, a lot of the problems with their offense, like showed in that game, like the problems with Jalen hurts, the, the pro the problem, the problem with the run game that the, like, because they've been destroying in the run game previously, but like once the run game's gone, Hurts has to basically turn the offense for himself, and I don't really know if he can do that. Like he's a he's good mobilized, but he when 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 we talk about him like throwing, like I don't know, I, he's he's not that great to be honest with you, and that's always been a big knock on him even to begin with. So it's kind of 
dare I say, scary um, for for the Eagles going into next year, I think. Because I think a lot of teams are going to pick up on, the, you know, if the you run, shut down the run game, you, you, the, the, I don't think the Eagles can really win or have an offense. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, when Tampa made it known, like, hey, you ain't gonna be running for over two, because I believe they led the they led the NFL in team rushing that uh, this you know this season. Yeah, they did. And the, and the Bucks made it known to say, hey, we are gonna stack the box and we Jalen Hurts, we are gonna make you throw the ball in order in order to beat us. And and the thing is too is that Tampa, if you notice, they also not only did they stop the run, they they had the clamps on on Dallas Goddard because it's like if if Jalen Hurts is going to panic and he's going to be put in a situation where he has to throw the football, he's going to safety blanket, which is his tight end, will take him away. And if they don't take advantage of the fact of of their uh, of their uh, of their uh, first round pick wide receiver out of out of Bama, then so be it. But uh, you know, Philadelphia is going to be a very interesting team to look at in twenty twenty two. Uh, I'm not even then, certain. I'm, uh, like, what I want to say is, I'm not even certain if they would have schemed Devonta Freedom, Devonta Freeman, open uh, every single time they would have won that game, though, because there's just so many glaring problems, and there's no way that I think Jalen would have made all those passes. Anyways, my opinion on that matter. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Um, we shall continue uh, with uh, with go to the AFC now. Pittsburgh, listen. They, 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 we all know they had no business making the playoffs. They lucked out because they beat Baltimore. Indianapolis didn't show oh, up against, ja- against the, yeah, Indianapolis didn't show up against Jacksonville. They beat, you know, they took care of Vince against the Ravens. Then, of course, the uh, Brandon Staley had to call a timeout to, uh, to keep the Charger Raider game from, from resulting in a tie. They got, just got absolutely destroyed by Kansas City. Uh, again, I, th- this is another Steelers season where I was right, but it didn't result in the record and where they finished in the division. I did say at the beginning of the season, this, te- this Steelers team stinks. They're no good. They're a one-dimensional offense. Big Ben is old. Big Ben is washed up. Their running game is going to be damn near non-existent. They have no big-time talent the wide receiver position. Basically, everything I said was right and accurate. Yet somehow, some way, this team still found a way to go nine and seven and make yeah. the playoffs. <laughs> like you know what the Pittsburgh Steelers are—they're the cockroaches in the National Football League. Every single time you you think that they're dead or you killed one, you say, "Okay, that's it, that's enough." All of a sudden, about five, six, seven, eight of them start crawling from the cracks, and the next thing you know, you look you look down on the ground, and there's like three dozen cockroaches all all over the place, all over the. Ground. That's what the Pittsburgh Steelers are. They are the cockroaches of the NFL. They are the zombies of the NFL. Every single time you think that you slay one and they're dead, all of a sudden. They rise up back from the dead and all of a sudden come come for blood. The weirdest football team, mm. the weirdest football team I've ever seen. They honestly they, they have if you watch them play on a week in, week out basis, you would think that this that this was a last place team 
that's gearing up for a top five draft pick. Yet somehow, mm-hmm. some way, they end up winning about not eight, nine, ten, eleven games every single season. Maybe I do have to shut up and give Mike Tomlin credit. I have no idea what it what, what it is with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a good coach. He's a really good coach. Mike Tomlin is, especially given just the situation that he was put into this year. But also, I think this really calls into question the uh, validity of having a having a seven seed. Like, 100%. come on, come come on, the Steelers making the playoffs in, in this year. Right. After all of their problems, Big Ben literally can't throw the ball further than 10 yards. Like, come on. It's just ugly. It's just ugly and kind of bizarre to see them in the playoffs. And like, yeah, they got totally slaughtered. Who, 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 you would have expected nothing less watching their season, as you said. I really don't need to say anything else after what you said, um, except like the, the seven seven seeds only there to, to make more money and to have more playoff games. Right, an extra playoff. Yeah, 100%. Because to, you to can't be, yeah, yeah, go ahead. To, to be honest, I just think it's silly. I think it's unneeded. And I think that the, nothing ever good is going to come of the seven seed except more money for the NFL. But that's me. Right. Now, I think, and this is just a hunch, I think maybe, maybe one year you might get lucky where, you know, the two seed kind of sleepwalks through a game and and it's like a really good set because you wouldn't expect every single you know every single uh, seven seed to lose in the open in the opening round year in and year out on a, on a you know on a on a yearly basis like eventually one of these years you're going to get like either a week two seed or a two seed that takes a seven seed for granted kind of looks at it as a de facto you know, regular season game and, and they get ambushed, you know, and they lose a game or whatever. But like you said, the se- and I was and I was against it. I was against it, you know, when they first implemented it back in 2020. And, you know, and after watching the wildcard weekend games in 2020, I was like, you know what? The three games on two days, six games in a two-day period, you know, the 17 ain't all that bad. And then you look at the games this year and it's like, 17th game's got to go, 7th seed has got to go. But uh, we all know it isn't unless unless yours truly becomes commissioner. But, you know, the Steelers, zero business being in the NFL playoffs, 110%. Um, and, th- and then we shall turn our attention to the Arizona Cardinals, who, you know, I don't know what it is. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, it's, it's enough for him. Okay, it's enough. Every this guy has made a living, made a living of starting out strong in the regular season and collapsing down the stretch. No matter what season you look at, doesn't matter the roster, the play, it does not matter. This coach has made a living of starting off strong, just a nosedive right right into the abyss after after Thanksgiving essentially in November, and 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 they were not just bad against the Rams. They were downright embarrassing for them to perform the way they did on a for, for a wild card playoff game against a divisional opponent, no less. The, the, from from Kingsbury to Kyler Murray, who was a disgrace. Every single last one of them should be embarrassed honestly, by that performance. Honestly, put Colt McCoy in. Why not? Why didn't they do that? I don't understand. 
Honestly, Colt McCoy didn't play that bad. All I'm saying, all, all I'm saying is he didn't play that bad in this season, Jack. He won them. He won them some games. I, 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 I don't know. If I, if I was a Cardinals fan, I've really questioned why they didn't. Because Kyler was not playing good, and McCoy probably, honestly, would have done better for them in that in that game. I, I know that's kind of horrible to say, but it's true. You watch those games. I watch those games too. Yes. But uh, that's just that's just me. And, and you know, also, it really brings in the question you ha- you give like literally everything to Cliff Kingsbury and uh, that's what you get out of the season. Like, like, come on. They you, were you, they were so good. And then they just yes. died. It's just bizarre. It's so, it's it's exactly the Steelers last uh, last year where they had the, they were like eleven zero and then they just collapsed. It's that right. they're this year's Steelers more or less. Uh, I don't know. It's really tragic to see their season go up in smoke like that just after them doing so well and people being like, oh, they're gonna go to the Super Bowl. Like, hmm. I don't know. Makes me upset. So much talent just wasted and another year gone. Uh, and I'll tell you this, if, if, if uh, Clingsbury and the Cardinals have another second half collapse in 2022, you can get him out the door, get him at, get him at, get him at enough, uh, enough of Cliff Kingsbury, please. I mean, overrated, overrated, the worst teams undisciplined, can't manage a game clock to save his life. His in-game management is just absolutely a tr- – I mean, this team was in a position to run away with the NFC West and lock up the one seed, and they failed at both. They lost the division to the Rams, and they lost the one seed to the Packers, who they lost to. I mean, it's just – I mean, it's if you're a Cardinal fan, about a month ago, you had, you had to been, like, pulling your hair out. Because everything was there for you to have a nice, easy, simple path to the number one seed where all you, all you had to do is win two games and you're playing in the Super Bowl. And he ended up as a as a road wildcard team, lost the division, and no one seed. If it happens again next year, Brennan, enough of Cliff Kingsbury. I'm serious. Get him out. I'm done. Honestly, I'm looking at him on sideline. Enough, enough. enough now. Enough now. If we're being, uh, if we're being honest with you, like the situation, I think that he should be gone now. I don't think that oh, it should okay. even be a question. Um, but that's not what's going to happen. And Jai, honestly, next year, if they do the same thing, he'll probably still be the coach. Watch it happen. All I'm saying, watch it happen. I don't even need to – I don't even need to say anything else. It, it just will. Unless they have, like, unless they play horribly, if he can get them to, like, even, like, eight and eight, he'll still be the head coach, which isn't going to happen. They're going to do really well, and they're going to collapse and lose in the first round of the playoffs, just like this year. I can already see it. You, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're right. You can make the argument that you can definitely, certainly make the argument that he deserves to go after this. But the but the thing, and I wouldn't do it simply because of the fact I'd give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt because it's his first playoff appearance and, you know, his first playoff game. So I cut a little bit of slack. Where I don't cut him the slack is that it wasn't like it was his first rodeo of, of his team starting out hot first two months of the year looking like dying. road beaters and then dying in the last in the last two months of the regular season in November and December. It's a, it's a, it's this is groundhog's day with this team. Groundhog's that isn't day. Coach, it, it, like, that, that, that isn't all players. It's on the coaches. If you see something like that happen, it's because like 
people are seeing through how you scheme and how you how you win games like like that's totally on the coaches and not on the players it's not the like, players fault at that point like they've think, shown think, that they can play oh yeah and think about it the, brennan they were the last they were the last undefeated team in football and couldn't yep. get out of the first round of the playoffs mm-hmm I never thought about it until you said it, but they are this seat. They are the 2021. They are the 2021 version of last year's Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the only difference is that everybody knew that the Steelers weren't really that good. They just waited for like the other shoe to drop and knew that their winning streak was was like based on what well, was based on like some semblance of luck. This year's team we all thought was 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 a fantastic, explosive, multi-talented football team that was going to go places in the playoffs. Same result with both squads getting humiliated on a, on a national primetime stage by their d- divisional opponent in the opening round of the NFL playoffs. Who, who stopped the Steelers last year? Who was the first person to beat them? Again, I forgot. Your your Brent yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to be funny, like I forgot his his team knocked off the uh, the eleven and zero undefeated uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's when everything mm-hmm. goes to crap. So he can put he and Ron Rivera and uh, I don't know if was Alex Smith the quarterback for that game. They they can put the, they can put yes. the little feather in their cap along with Our the twenty twenty NFC. NFC East uh, division <laughs> championship. Not, we not only did we win our division, not only did we uh, make the soon-to-be Super Bowl champion Buccaneers sweat a little bit in the opening round of playoffs, but we also knocked off the 11-0 Pittsburgh Steelers on a random Monday night game that got pushed back uh, due to COVID. With the New England Patriots, uh, and then after that, we'll get to the uh, – no, that's uh, – well, we get we touched no after this we'll get to Vegas and we'll move on to the visual round of playoffs and uh, start fun, to fun, speed fun. things along here. Uh, but the reason the why, North- can I say one thing though? The reason why I said yeah. that is because honestly, you going undefeated at the start of the season and being undefeated for however long it means it, it means nothing. Getting hot at the end of the season is what you want from teams, and uh, people hyping up these teams that are hot at the beginning of the season is just so silly. I'll never get it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's my opinion on the matter. Anyways, continue, continue on. <laughs> <laughs> that's an, that's Brandon Shaw today. That's an excellent, excellent point on his part. Not the old, the old phrase. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. How you, uh, end. But, yeah, how you, yeah, hundred percent. And you have the Patriots, you know, get, just getting just their doors blown off in that 30 point beat down a Buffalo Bill. What I saw was 20-plus years of frustration on the part of the Buffalo Bills being exalted onto Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. I mean, and we all – Mac Jones ain't no scrub. He's going to be a solid, very good NFL talent. But the bottom line is the way how the Patriots, you know, game-planned around him to the point where he was a game manager and had him in a position where he where – he didn't make any mistakes in order for them to lose the game. Like he didn't, like he didn't lose the game. A la Blake Bortles with the 2017 uh, Jacksonville Jaguars in a sense, ironically enough, you know, eventually, and like we saw with Blake Bortles against Brady in that championship game, you saw it on that, in that uh, wildcard game, you know, Mac Jones, you're the quarterback. I understand you're a rookie, this, and the other guy be able to make some plays. You got to be able to make some plays and get your and, and, and be that 
that igniting force for your team when, when their backs are up against the wall, when, when their opponent has them on the ropes, especially in playoff time. You know, and, and you can beat the Bills and run them into the ground, running for over 200 yards on them when the wind is whipping all over the place. And all you got to do is throw the ball three times. It was frigid. It was cold. But it was relatively normal weather and circumstance with no crazy wind or anything like that. Got to be able to – you got to be able to, to go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen as far as matching him throw for throw, play for play, like you saw Mahomes did the week after, in order for you to beat him. So good. That game was so good, but we'll get there. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But if you can't out-duel Josh Allen and match him throw for throw, pass for pass, touchdown for touchdown, especially how on fire their offense was in that game, you're not going to win. I understand Belichick, greatest coach of all time and everything else, but you're not going to win. Not going to win, especially when the Patriots had all the defensive injuries they had heading into that game. Give me your thoughts on that. The little brother is finally growing up, and he's bigger than the older brother and doesn't have to take his BS anymore. So uh, that's that's what you get with that game, really. The Bills uh, finally matured into a team that uh, they can be proud of, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a la in the 90s with Kelly and all that, uh, but actually, like, they're competent and they'll be around for years, I think. Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah, which is really, really good for them. Um, hopefully, they can actually get one sometime uh, in, in this little run of theirs. But what can I say except that, you know, like, the Patriots kind of got what was coming to them. You know, they, they, they bullied the Bills for so long that, you know, it is kind of nice just watching from the outside, finally watching the Patriots get their comeuppance. Uh, hopefully Mac Jones isn't the next Brady, though. But uh, that, that, that game, I, 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 it was just wonderful. I just really enjoyed watching it. The, the Patriots got what they deserved, and I think that uh, Belichick's really going to have to think about his future. Uh, he, he is one of the greatest, but, you know, it's that, that 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 squad is gonna have to really really develop, I think, to give Mac Jones a chance in the future. But he, they've got some promising players, so that's nice as well. It should be a really fun division to watch for like the future, and I'm excited for that. So yeah, that's my 100%, opinion. Hundred uh, percent. Uh, agree. I agree with everything you said. Um, then moving on to the divisional round. Uh, we no wait. We forgot to touch on Vegas, then we'll get to the division round. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas, you know, interesting team, hell of a story. I thought again they were left for dead, and then they come out of nowhere and they beat Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Derek Carr got give him all the credit in the world with all the crap he had to deal with all season long. And Rich Passaccia, at least in in the short term, was a hell of a coach. Um, but when you're, I can't believe that they didn't like actually resign him. Cause like, I can't believe it either. Like, why? He's such a good interim coach, and then they just decided, nope, we're not going to do that. I, 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 they're players that must be so angry. I just uh, – it's befuddling. Uh, but that, that, that game, um, kind of expected. I don't know. Las Vegas really is a big – they fought really hard, but, like, I think we all knew that they weren't a completed team, right? Right, right. And, and so but, you also have to look at it, you know, when you can't put the ball in the end zone and, and your red zone offense is atrocious, you're not, you're not going to win many playoff games. It's just, especially when you're going up against these teams that, you know, that have the better 
that have advantages, you know, when you look at top to bottom from the roster, you know, the Bengals had the better quarterback, Bengals had the better receiver, Bengals had the better uh, offensive weapons and playmakers. And, uh, you know, and the, you know, Raiders, you can, you know, had, you know, pass rush defense, you know, you kind of flip a coin. But But when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, it's who has the better roster, who has the better players, who has the play, who has the, uh, the Super Bowl caliber playmakers head to head, and at the, at the at the end of the day, the Vegas just didn't have a hell of a season. I did not anticipate them making the playoffs under any circumstances. But again, when your red zone offense stinks, you're not going to win many playoff games. It's just all there is to it. That's an that's just inevitable, I think. Um, yeah. But like it's it sucks too because like I don't know. There's a lot of good stories on the Raiders as well. I like Waller, for example. I think that, like, you know, he's kind of scary and I'll probably be around for a long time. I really like Carr as well. I mm-hmm. like I like their team. Uh, it's, it's, it's it, but you know they they're not they're not there yet, and they probably won't be there because I think that Carr is going to end up leaving. Um, but you know, that's besides the fact. And if Carr leaves, I have no idea what the Raiders are going to do, or you know, like where they're going to go. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because they're gonna try. I think they really are gonna try to trade them. That's just my opinion on the matter. Right, um, but yeah. And th- and then as we transition to the divisional round weekend of the NFL playoffs, Brandon Dell, nice to give us uh, some minutes of his time here. Tennessee Titans. Um, I'll ask you a question after I set this up. But I don't know how you feel, but it, it looks rather apparent that Tennessee Titans cannot win it cannot win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. You know, the, the days of, of winning Super Bowls with the Trent Dilfers and the and the Brad Johnsons of the world have come and gone. You you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to have good quarterbacks, especially especially in that Decent. conference. In in that well in that conference you gotta be able and when you go up in a, if you're in the same conference of, of teams that have quarterbacks by the name of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, um, uh, have a better defense. Have better defenses. Have better defenses. Just have the best defenses you physically can, and you'll have a chance. That's well, all I, I mean, can say. Well, hey, I mean, Brennan, they held out of all the teams that the that the Bengals have played in the playoffs thus far. The Titans, you know, have that little medal of honor of holds of holding Cincinnati to the least amount of points. Bengals only scored one touchdown in that game, and they yep. and they ended up and they ended and they still ended up losing. We can get to technicalities and the coaching and the play calling in a minute, but when you but to make it simple for you, the reason why the Bengals had the better quarterback. They sacked Joe. They sacked Joe Burrow nine times, and Cincinnati still prevailed because because they have the better quarterback. And Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow only turned over the football once, not even due to his fault because of the fact that Smiley Piran couldn't catch that damn ball. And, and yeah. then and Tannehill yeah. threw, and Tannehill threw three interceptions. He threw he threw the first interception. He threw direct, direct directly to Jesse Bates the first play from scrimmage. Second play second interception. He threw, it was a disgustingly egregious read on that screenplay that got tipped up in the air right to that into the hands of Eli Apple. Uh, for the second one, and then the third one, where he's got a wide receiver running, running in the flat on the underneath across the middle of the field. He decides to force it 
into 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 double triple coverage in the middle of the field gets batted up in the air and into the arms of Logan Wilson to give Cincinnati a short field instead of Evan McPherson to kick the game winning fifty six yard field goal. I mean, it, it's 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 quarterback play. If you put Joe Burrow on that, if you put Joe Burrow on that Titans team, fair to say that fair to say that the Titans are probably playing a week from Sunday instead of instead of the Bengals. But it came down to the quarterback play, and to be in that conference, playing games with Ryan. I understand Derrick Henry this, Derrick Henry that, and, and they got a good defense, strong defensive pass rush. Vables ahead of a coach yeah, on also, yours. I get that. But you got to be able to have a quarterback when you are in the same division as Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, and uh, and, and and Josh Allen. You have to Lamar Jackson as well. You have to. Derrick Henry wasn't even like fully there though. Like they were relying mostly more on Foreman that game. Like it, who should have gotten they, more carries? Why they stopped? Yeah, I, I agree. The ball off to him makes absolutely no sense to speak of whatsoever. I don't understand either. But I think that honestly, if they did have a fully recovered Henry out there, you guys probably wouldn't have won that game. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think that that game would have probably not swayed in your favor. Uh, and I think that that's the, the argument that I'm going to make, that I think that it is still possible to have just a decent quarterback and do very well. Uh, now, bad is another question. You can't really have a bad quarterback and make it. But a decent quarterback, yeah, I think that you can win a Super Bowl still. You just have to have very, very, very good defense and very good weapons and – uh, at least a decent special teams because special teams can really, really ruin uh, your season as, as you know, we, we saw it this year. <laughs> so um, I, I think that uh, when we're talking about this, you guys got kind of lucky that, that, that Henry wasn't back in full force. I don't think you guys would have won that game if he was all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was the game that out of all the three playoff games I looked at as a game that we had, like, had no business winning because of like that how one. it went. It, it was that one. Because if Tennessee literally – if Tannehill doesn't turn over the football and they give uh, – not Henry, but the other running back, his name all of a sudden randomly slips my mind. If, if he Foreman. gets more – you're right. If they get Foreman more carries and Tannehill doesn't turn over the football – I don't really see us winning that football going to be quite on to be quite honest with you, but it's because of the fact that Tennessee made those mistakes is going to is the reason why they you know one seed and they're sitting at home. It's just you know and and again the, the Tennessee Titans defense played well, but not well enough when your quarterback is shooting yourselves in the foot, forming for whatever reason stops getting the football. And the Bengals just have head to head have a have a better quarterback than you do. It's just the just the bottom line. They, um, there's literally, I mean, you could quibble about a couple of plays that Tennessee was kind of lax in which Cincinnati took advantage of. But when you sack the quarterback nine times and you still lose the game, and they only score one and one t- one offensive touchdown, there really not there really isn't that more much more you can ask of your defense. If anything, is your offense killed you? Turn over the turn over the football three times, 
two of two of the or actually all three interceptions giving Cincinnati a short field to work with and and just the fact that your offense thought and couldn't put any points up on the board so it'll be interesting the dynamic with uh with Tennessee in the in the near future and and the Green Bay Packers I mean Brendan I, I I'm trying to tell you something right now you know I I, I understand all for all of the noise and the garbage from draft night all through the offseason. Yeah. So when the season started after their blowout loss against the Saints in Jacksonville to how they play to, to, to the COVID vaccination foolishness with Rodgers, just all of it. I mean, he's out there. He's out there. Again, he's allowed to he can do whatever he wants, but he's out there killing Joe Biden in the press. He goes out there in a playoff game about 24, 48 hours later and proceeds to get his ass kicked. I mean, when is enough enough with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, when, when can he step up to the plate for once in his life with his back up against the wall, his, see, his team season hang in the balance and rescue them from the dead? He never, ever, 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 ever does it. Now, again, well he, is a, he, is a, he, is a, he is a talented quarterback. He is a not good, a phenomenal thrower of the football. He's going into the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, no doubt about it. He, but this is what keeps Aaron Rodgers in a separate conversation from the immortals of of Montana, of of, of Montana, Unitas, Brady, uh, mm-hmm. Starbuck, and so on and so forth. Starbuck, this is why. Yeah. Starbuck. What I say? Starbuck. 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 It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Funny. Funny, but this is what this is what keeps him out of that brutal conversation. I mean, how many playoff mm-hmm. games are going to lose? I mean, with with all due respect, it's been a long Too time. Many. It's it's been a long time since 2010. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, 2010. Last time you won a championship, I was eight. I was eight years old. I was in grade school. Okay, I'm I'm de- I'm about halfway finished through college, and I, and, and and Brendan's going to be and Brendan's going to be. Full twenty-one years of age this coming summer, and I'll be and I'll be twenty this spring a month, about a, three weeks beforehand. I mean, two thousand ten was a long, 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 long freaking time ago. My goodness, I mean, Peyton Manning's hung it up, and and his bus is sitting in the Hall of Fame. Ready once, get off the de- and again, he's got all the right. You know, he's got every. You know, he can say and do what he wants. It's a free country, but but when it comes to handling your business first. You know, my, yeah. my, de- my father tells me all the time, it's like, John, I got no business, no problem with you saying and doing all this extracurricular stuff, but make sure that your business and your business is taken care of and your business is handled first. And Aaron Rodgers, who's too busy sitting on a soapbox preaching about vaccines and preaching, you know, and giving his opinions about the president and this, that, and the other, and causing all of this uh, hubbub with, with, uh, Mur- with uh, Murphy and Gunnikus in the offseason. Aaron, show up and play. Okay, you, you can say it and stream it, kick and stream to the cows tomorrow. But but the bottom line is, after after all after all of the 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 the, the new circus you put us fans through, and to be quite honest with you, the distraction you were to your team all season long, go out. You owe it to your team and you owe it to your fan base to go out there and not in your office, not essentially be stuck in neutral after your opening drive touchdown. I mean, for crying, I, Jimmy G is not exactly uh, uh, Joe Montana. They, the, the San Francisco 49ers offense didn't score a touchdown and you still lost the game. 
Yeah, well, that's because that's because of what I just mentioned beforehand a little while ago. Uh, their special teams. What you have a blocked field goal, Mason Crosby blocked field goal. You have uh, Debo Sam Samuel go all the way down to midfield, uh, and then you have uh, Bajorquez's blocked punt that's recovered for a touchdown. When the Packers were leading as well, they had a seven point lead before that happened before that happened like like come on that they lost that game not because of rogers they lost that game because of their special teams now i don't like rogers but that was not his fault his, their special teams are horrible and they were horrible this year so like uh it really shows how important having uh at least the very least the decent special teams can really do you a lot uh and how having a bad one can can really ruin your season yeah Yeah. but it's you know and everything both can be true the packers special teams can also be the reason why they lost that game and you can also at the same breath hold Aaron Rodgers' feet to the fire. Because the quarterback making all that money with all the circus and, and the nonsense that he's essentially stirred up since spring of 2021, and he wants to be considered in that immortal category with the game's all-time greats. You a, 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 Exactly. And his, performance, and his performance on that Saturday night when the San Francisco 49ers offense did not score a touchdown in snowy Lambeau, it was 12 degrees, snowing left, you know, snowing all over the place. He, for the money that he makes, he's got it in the weapon and the offensive weapons that he has. I could kill us that David Bakhtiari was out. Big freaking whoop. Get Joe Burrow got sacked nine times earlier and earlier that day and, and still found a way to win a football game. Okay, so don't sit up and give, give me the offensive line excuses. Bottom line is Aaron Rodgers, get the job done. And you, for the 40-plus million dollars that you make and the noise and the hubbub and, again, the distraction you were all season long, you did not do that. You did not, I understand the special teams was atrocious, but you got to be able to bail but – you, but you are – at least you think of yourself and the, and the narrative is projected of yourself that you're one of, like, the game's – top five greatest quarterbacks that ever played a position and the top five greatest quarterbacks that ever played a position find a way even with crappy special teams to get the job done in a home playoff game especially against a team whose offense was just as inept if not worse than yours were it's bottom line it's a, it's a, no excuses no no questions asked after the fact that's all there is to it you got to be able to get the job done and he did not do that. He did not get the job no, done. He, he was a, he was atrocious against the 49ers two years ago in the championship game. He got outplayed by Kaepernick a few years ago. He lost to Kaepernick again in, in the playoffs shortly after that. He collapsed when in the 2014 NFC Championship game when Russell Wilson vomited all over himself for two quarters and then played heroic in the third and fourth quarter, bouncing up that tremendous. I mean, it's it's enough's enough. Okay. We talked about McCarthy then, and enough. It's it's enough. Yeah, now, I understand, again, the, sp- the special teams was atrocious. But like the special teams, you know, gave up three blocked punts and two of them resulted in touchdowns. One like they lost the game by 40 points. Good job done. And one other thing, and I, and I want to hear your thoughts on this too, enough of, enough of Matt LaFleur. 
Okay, this crappy special teams falls back on the coaching. I okay, think you're they still had, a little bit salty that, you know, Matt LaFleur they, won coach they, of the year. They had the division locked up. Weak garbage, garbage, garbage. NFC North division. You can't do anything but your special team. I mean, seriously. I, I got to take Matt LaFleur seriously as a big thing. Again, I could go, what is it, 39 and 39, whatever it is, 39 and 11, whatever it is with Aaron. I could do that in a regular season. means nothing. He, he, he's no Lombardi. When, you're, you're supposed to get to Super Bowls and win. I don't think anybody was saying that he was a Lombardi, but he's okay. He's pretty good. Not but a fan. Not you, a fan you're still team. salty because he won Coach of the Year. And I understand that. But and they and the argument again all season long. Well, Matt Lafleur gave Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year, my ass. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, did you did you watch that game? Did you watch that game? I did watch the game. It, it was bad. He should get twenty one and Coach of the Year based on that monstrosity I saw that Saturday night. Coach of the Year, seriously. Yeah, it's kind of a mess. I but... I, I, I digress. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, I don't know what whether it was the fact that and no Antonio Brown, the team was on edge, Arians was on edge, Bray was fine. What what was the deal with uh with the, now give them all credit in the world, 27-3 comeback. They tied a game up and but you know the the their defense during their final defensive drive of the game with Cooper Cup was left wide open, single man-to-man coverage over the middle of the field. What went wrong with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What went wrong? Yes. Uh, well, one, you saw a lot of the, those problems in uh, the game that they, they lost to us uh, that they ended up encountering uh, in their playoff loss, to be honest with you, uh, which is that, like, if they don't have their weapons and all of their weapons, which they did not have because Chris Godwin's injured and Tony Brown did, did his, his thing. And you have washed up, washed up Gronk. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't really win with, with Brady, which is, you know, partially the reason why, why I think he hung it up. Now he is the greatest of all time, but you know, you really showed the flaw in that team, which is that with an offense where you're running third string and below wide receivers, you can't win like big important games. It's not easy to. Uh, And, you know, as much as I love watching practice, practice squad guys go out there and like do well. Um, it's not That's not a recipe happen. for winning Super Bowls. No, it's not going to happen in, in, in at the highest level, unfortunately, as much as, you know, I'd love for that to happen one time because uh, I like seeing underdogs do well, um, which, you know, it, it's, it's tragic. But honestly, Brady won last year and he won with a different team. And he, I'm kind of happy to see some variety and hopefully we'll see some variety in the future where there isn't just a dynasty that ends up going for literally my whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can, I can see some different people win the Super Bowl. 
uh, right. and some different interesting teams play. But uh, you know, he played he played decently well. Brady did that game. Oh, and it's good to see him cap his career uh, the way that he did. Um, but you know, finally it's finally it's done. Finally, it's done. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what Tampa Bay is going to do, though. You think they're going to start Kyle Trask <laughs> next year? <laughs> start Kyle Trask or make a pitch for Aaron Rodgers. I would not want to be a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, organization right about now because now it's yeah. like our franchise is gone, and now it's like, what do we do now? But uh, Well, your but, franchise is gone. You still have a lot of good players. It's just you need a quarterback. Right. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and then you've got Buffalo and Kansas City. Um, I, I don't deal it as one of – it's one of the best games of all time that I've seen. Not the greatest because, again, I like some defense. And uh, and I, I want to get your thoughts on the overtime rules first. But you uh, – Oh, it's so stupid. You, so you to, stupid. We'll, de- we'll, we'll, we'll debate that. But give me your thoughts on the game first, Dan. One of the best playoff games I've ever watched. Oh, you'd agree with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, like, it's it, it was really quite good, and you really are seeing Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes go at it with uh, defenses that kind of kind of were porous in that game. Just complete air raid, going touchdown for touchdown, especially within those last like four minutes um, of the game, where you know, like they put up like. 28 points within those last four minutes. Just insane. That's just not something you see happen in football, uh, which is the reason why it's going to go down as one of the best playoff games ever. Honestly, that's kind of like the Super Bowl for me. I don't think the Super Bowl is going to be nearly as good, no offense, Jai, as that <laughs> game was. That game was a lot better. Um, you, I could be wrong. I, hopefully I am wrong because it'd be nice to watch some good football at the end of the season. But uh, in, in my eyes, like really, really wonderful game. But we're going to talk about that overtime conundrum with. Uh, yes. Listen, mm. this is how this is how I feel about it. Um, the bottom line is play defense. OK, play, play defense. Uh, I am so sick. Of, well, we got to have both teams get the no, nonsense. I mean, I, I went back and forth with somebody on Twitter the week the week after Jai. That, the week after that game. I'll, I'll, let me finish. I'll, I'll give you a chance. What? Go ahead. Cut me. This better be well, good. What is it? I'm well, in the middle of song. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, this is actually pretty good. What would have happened if I don't know the Bills won that coin toss? What do you think would have happened? Just be honest. The Bills would have went right down the field and scored. Exactly. Exactly. And, and doesn't that just kind of like suck? That no. a game a game like that's going to end no. like that. No. I think it's horrible. I think it's a disservice. No. I think it could have been no. a lot better. And I don't think that the team who wins a coin toss should really decide who's gonna win the game. No. I think that I think that there are better ways that you could go about that. And I think that, you know having something like a college overtime no would be great. god no college over college overtimes are one of, are the one of the worst in all of sports the worst no 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 especially play, no 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 
Here, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. Yeah. Okay? We did not have to be going back and forth 19 million. To, I mean, I, people were telling me on Twitter a week after the game, well, how about we just, you know, it's football. We all love it. The scoring and the touchdowns back and forth. Guys, we don't want to be playing football games that last five hours till two o'clock in the morning when, yeah, when we the do. winner of this game has, has to play next baseball. week. Better than well, baseball. I, I, well, that that goes that goes without saying, but that's not a hit nor there. I mean, we don't we don't we don't need five six hour football games going to two o'clock in the morning when a winner of a, of of this of the said game has to play the next week. Okay, we got to have a winner. We we can't be you know you score we, you score they score you score they score and we're you know stuck in a on a on a hamster wheel for the for the next five six quarters. We can't have that. We got to have a winner. Okay, the defensive players get get paid the same. Uh, you know, well, you understand what I'm. You know, they they don't get paid less than the offensive players. If you're a great defensive player, you make the big bucks. Okay, you're in the playoffs for a reason. All right, go out there, play defense, get a three and out, force a turnover, and 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 go out and go out there and handle business. Okay, and they, uh, and again, and you know, and you know why, you know why I'm right. It's because of the fact that it's no coincidence. The next week. The Bengals Chiefs game went in overtime. Chiefs won the toss. The whole crowd thought they had won the game. And Patrick Mahomes goes ahead and throws an interception and throws an interception on their opening possession. Play defense. It happens. Okay. And I put up a and I put up a stat that I mentioned about two, three weeks, about two weeks ago. Did you know? Did you know that within the that that the percentages of, of teams scoring on the opening possession and the overtime is about twenty one to twenty five percent, less than thirty are to give it to give it arbitrarily less than thirty, and it, it ain't that all. It ain't that common, and it ain't that often. Go out there and play defense. Yeah, but we knew it was going to happen in that game, though, Jai. We just knew because, that was that specific be- game. Should not have ended that way, and I and I think I I think that that alone, just because that can happen, that really throws a wrench into how overtime rules should be. I think that you're defending it because you don't want to see something new. All I'm saying, no, all I'm saying, they they their overtime rules are fine. Just play defense. It's that simple. Play. I mean, again, I mean, I could I could go through the play sheet. Uh, for you, if you wish, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. Both teams scored on every single offense position. There was a lull in the game where nobody. There was a lull in the game where nobody was scoring. Okay, you went three straight offensive drives in the first quarter where teams punted. Both teams traded touchdowns. Their first opening possessions of the game, and then Buffalo punted, Kansas City punted, Buffalo punted, and then if you go ahead and you look uh, in the third quarter. After uh, after both teams uh, after after both teams scored touchdowns on their second possessions of the second half, they, they both traded punts. Kansas City punted, Buffalo punted, and, the, and and you know and you had a missed field goal by Butker. So it wasn't like that. Every single offensive possession ended up in a touchdown. Play defense. It's 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 that. I understand it. It kind of quote unquote sucks that a game that way that goes back and forth ends because another quarterback doesn't get the ball. But it, but it's not it's not uh it's not it's, it's not a basketball. It's not it's a basketball. Travesty. Gotta be able to play defense. Play defense. Plain and simple. Mm. Now, if you want to change it, and I'm against changing it, but if you want to change it, then here's what I suggest: you make it a fifth quarter. That's it. You make it a fifth quarter 
where you play it at you where like in basketball you add a couple extra minutes on the clock and you play and you play from there whoever has the higher score at the end at the end of that quarter wins the game the only negative is is that you take away the drama of having that walk-off touchdown that abruptly at the snap of the hat wins the game which is which is the which is which is what i don't like about it but if you're going to change it that's what i do that and, and and playoffs only Playoffs, you can't get off the field and force a three and out or force a turn up. We don't need to be playing five, six quarters for a regular season football game. We, we got we got things to do, lives to live, okay? But playoffs only. If you want to change the rules strictly in the playoffs, play a fifth quarter. Play a fifth quarter. Now, this foolishness with the two-point conversion and the college nonsense and, and make it like soccer where teams are kicking field goals, you know, from certain distance. No. Just a fifth quarter of a regular game where clock where clock goes to triple zero. You start coin where you start overtime. You give the overtime rules. Coin flip. You win the toss. You elect to receive, and you basically and you basically it's they say like we've started a new game. Well, no, you didn't. If you actually play another quarter, then it'd be like starting a new game because if the team that wins the coin toss goes down the field and scores, the game ain't over. But Play defense. I think the rule is fine just the way it is. Disagree, but you know, you can't always see eye to eye, can't we? <laughs> no, the, no, that's that's exactly why we have you on. Exactly. The, yeah, and then the uh, did I touch on every game in the division round? Yes, I did. And then the conference championships, and then uh, we'll talk your team, and then Super Bowl, and then we'll close out this segment debating this old four. Do we have to? Do we do we have to talk about my team? I don't want to talk about my team right now. Well, we don't, we don't have to talk about it. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we can, like we can, but like, come, I don't really like. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, uh, we will get. We will get there with Cincinnati and the and the Kansas City game. You know, if you're Kansas City, and again, it's another, I don't want to hear no immortal, at least at the moment, no immortal talk, no Brady comparisons with Mahomes and Kansas City becoming the next dynasty. I mean, where you place, I mean, 21-3, and you and you choke on your dinner like that. I mean, really? And, and let's be fair, they've hosted four straight AFC championship games. They've only won one Super Bowl. Been, been the two, been the two, they've only won one. All right, uh, I mean, come on, let's 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 let's, let's call it like we see it, please. Okay, the Kansas City Chiefs are not exactly, you know, the New England Patriots dynasty of the early two thousands. They've hosted four straight AFC Championship games and have only won one Super Bowl. Let's let's pump the brakes. And I said this at the time, we'll say let's pump the brakes before we crown Kansas City the next dynasty in the NFL. Come on. 21 to well, three, and you collapse it like that. And and can Mahomes know how many timeouts he has? I mean, sir, he, he caught in that stupid asinine little screen pattern of Tyreek Hill. He gets tackled inbounds by Eli Apple before the half, and Mahomes is, is reached trying to call a timeout. I mean, Patrick, you're the quarterback of the team. You should know how many timeouts your team has in their back pocket. Huh? Pay attention. Kick the field goal and take the points. My goodness gracious, mate. I mean, it's like this team plays so cocky and so arrogant offensively. It's mind boggling. It was about time it came back to bite it, to bite them in the keister. They deserve it. Uh, yeah. Outside of the fact that outside of the fact that it was my team that beat them, couldn't be happy to see Kansas City go down the way that they did because they, they 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 deserved it. 
that this was, this was not all season long a dominant Super Bowl caliber football team. They weren't. They were okay. They were, they, they were sloppy on off. They were sloppy on offense. They, you know, they, they, and they think just because they have Patrick Mahomes and all these playmakers on offense that they can turn on their that they can turn on their offense like a light switch. They can turn it on and they can just easily turn it off. Yeah, I didn't like the defense. Defense that little streak that they had middle of the year was very overrated because they went up against teams with weak offenses. Packers with no Aaron Rodgers. The Giants who are an absolute eyesore. Their defense stinks. They deserve yeah, what they like, got. They they still had a better record than you though. Like like, let's just be real here. You guys are ten and seven, and you guys are you guys are in the Super Bowl. Like, also that game was you know they did throw it away, but you know it was close even in the end. I'm just saying like you, they got what they deserve. I'm very happy they got what they deserve. But like they're not a horrible team. They're not no. a dynasty either. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, don't get it twisted. They're not a horrible team, but no, no Super Bowl. I did not look at them all season long as a team that could go to the Super Bowl. I, I, I just didn't. Offensive inconsistency and their secondary is the equivalent of Swiss cheese. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Can't really argue totally there. Yeah. I agreed. I agree mostly. <laughs> and, and San Francisco, you know, choke again. One of uh, my, one of uh, Shanahan's. You already patent, knew it was going to happen. Patented no. double-digit playoff collapses, and Jimmy G, you know, had that had that patented god-awful play at the worst possible time. I mean, you, oh, you, 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 you kind of expected it with the San Francisco 49ers. Give me your thoughts on that. Well, Jimmy G is gone, so yeah. And uh, their season's over. Um, and uh, yeah, Jimmy G's decision making still is bad. But hey, he did get to a Super Bowl though one time. So uh, you know, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty good for him. Uh, not many quarterbacks can attest to doing that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm kind of scared because you know now their season's over. You know, going to off season, they're gonna try to shop Jimmy G to a team and I'm very scared that that might be my team because yeah uh yeah that's my biggest worry about that game was them I honestly kind of wanted them to win because you know maybe they'd entertain keeping him I don't know but no no he's he's gone and he might become the the first Washington Commanders starting quarterback oh so good so good See, speaking of this, speaking of which, let's, let's turn our attention to your team. I mean, but, I mean, your defense was atrocious the majority of the season. Quarterback play was very meh at best. Ron Rivera was mid at best. You got, you know, it was the fact that you guys had a slightly tougher schedule. Probably we had a we had a tougher schedule just in general, like than every other team in our in our division because we won the division. Like that just is what happens when you you, you win. Uh, that's the reason why we fell down the way that we did. But honestly, like we put up the same exact record basically that we got last year. Nothing really changed. It's just that there was teams in our division that were much better than us record-wise. And, yeah, we did get blown out uh, pretty bad by the Cowboys. But, like, you know, that's part of life, I guess. Um, What can I say? We are hopefully – 
I don't know what we're going to do with quarterback. Uh, hopefully we aren't so dead set on getting a quarterback in the first round. Cause honestly, I think that every quarterback this year is going to bust really bad, but we're going to get a quarterback in the first round. I think it's pretty much inevitable that we're going to get a quarterback in the first round. In fact, and should you make a pitch for, should you make a, a pitch to trade for Russell Wilson? For Russ, I would not be opposed to it at all, but I don't think that they're going to trade him. I I know that people have been entertaining them on Twitter or whatever, but I don't think that Pete Carroll will ever trade Russell Wilson if, you know, that were to be an opportunity for him. Mm. I don't see him doing it, tragic as it might be. Uh, and then you have <laughs> Rodgers, who very well might be leaving, and, you know, Oh, I don't really want Rodgers, to be honest with you. Because um, you're not a fan of him. You're not a fan of him. No, yeah, he'd be great, but he's uh, – I think that our team would put him into retirement. I think that he'd be, like, one in, one year and done, just like Fitzpatrick probably is going to be, inevitably. Uh, right. Though Fitzpatrick's not nearly as good as – Rodgers. <laughs> as Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's much the same. Uh, and then what other options do we have at quarterback that we could, you know, go for? S- s- some weird people have been talking about Marcus Mariota and Mitch Trubisky. That, hope to God, that doesn't happen because uh, it just seems like we're going sideways then. And then hmm, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. Now, that I would not be opposed to. I think he's, I think he's actually underrated. I think that he's actually a lot better than, you know, people will give him credit for. And I would be very happy with getting him because I think he would actually really elevate our team to the next level. Um, And obviously, yes, we're we're, like, we need a quarterback. So, uh, and then we have, then we have the draft, which, you know, very well, we might just go into the season with, a drafted quarterback or Heineke might start and a drafted quarterback might be re- in reserve for like the first four weeks. I actually don't hate Heineke. I think that he can improve. I think that he can get better. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, he sucks because, you know, he didn't do that great last year. But honestly, I see that he could improve and quarterbacks have a lot longer shelf life, you know, now than they did like 20 or 30 years ago I think that you know he has a lot of opportunity still um not that I'm saying start Heineke we need to look for a quarterback but I would not be opposed to him playing again I actually don't think that he's really the biggest deep like problem for us getting a quarterback would be great but honestly our biggest problem is whatever the heck's going on with the defense I have no idea what's going on with the defensive collapse that we dealt with but that needs to be resolved. I would really, really be happy to be honest with you. If we got rid of Jack Del Rio, but that's not going <laughs> to happen. Uh, a lot of the biggest problems that I watched, anyways, was our defense is extremely undisciplined. We don't scheme in the second half up to what we saw in the first half. Um, and, uh, our defense doesn't really play like a cohesive unit, but more as an individual, I want this type of group where like, you know, at the end of the season, we were playing 
actually like a cohesive unit, but that's because a majority of the people out in the field weren't being me, 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 because a lot of those dudes were practice squad guys that never really had the opportunity, I guess, to play. And they honestly weren't that bad for being practice squad guys. They kept us in games for the most part, for the most part. Um, Chase Young will be back. Sweat mm-hmm. will be back in full force, hopefully. Um, but does that really matter, though? I don't know. Young, young really <laughs> hasn't impressed me that much, to be honest with you. Not to say that I'm down on Young. Like I think he's a great dude and stuff, but I just I don't see where all the hype is, except for yeah, like he did really well in college. Um, but at the NFL, the next level, like he looked really good his rookie rookie season, but then he had a really bad sophomore slump, and his pass rush moves or move for that matter, really is not that great at the next level. And a lot of times it's exploited extremely easily because the quarterback just steps forward. Because <laughs> that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do to avoid it. There needs to be somebody that can go in and teach him how to do something else because he has the physical ability to be very, very, very good. Um, but you know, it's very one-dimensional, to be honest with you, and what he can do right now. Um, and that's the reason why he didn't do all that well this year. Because when you have Montez Sweat doing basically the same thing on the other side of the ball, you have a lot of times where the the there's a lot of space to run the ball, for the quarterback to move out of the pocket. They're not really keeping contained at all, which is honestly what I prefer because at least if you're keeping contained and then the quarterback doesn't have all this extra time. Because um, right. I'm, I'm pretty certain that, you know, Jonathan Allen or Deron Payne will get there. Uh, it, it, our defense is a mess and our secondary isn't great either, to be honest with you. I don't know what I want to do with Landon Collins. I don't really see him being here. At the at the start of the year, um, you know, next year or next season, I don't really see him being there uh, on our team anymore. Uh, I'd like to see more Cam Curl. I don't really know about William Jackson the third. Uh, no offense, Josh, he's, he's kind of okay, but not great. Uh, I saw some ugly. Listen, it ain't no surprise why the year we get rid of him. You know, our secondary improves, but you, yeah, we might continue. Yeah, well, it's, I, I have some regrets. Kendall Fuller ain't bad, though, at least. He, he actually works very well just on our, on our team in general. I, I like him a lot. Um, uh, we need more cornerbacks, to be honest with you. Our cornerback group ain't the best ever. Uh, not that I, mind because we have seen some good things out of a few quarterbacks that really haven't ever gotten the opportunity to be out there like Danny Johnson for example actually is pretty good at playing slot corner and he has been on our team for like four years as a return man and as a special teams player and never gotten the opportunity until this year to play which is bizarre to me like, I've seen a lot of cornerbacks that be getting, like, the sixth and seventh round, never even get an opportunity to see the field. And I'm just like, what's going on there? Because, like, I'd like to see them get, like, at least five snaps just to see if they're okay. Like, 
and at game time. And that just never happened. We had uh, Greg Stroman was another one um, that never really got the opportunity. And I really don't know who does the line work for our team, but like, it's weird. There has to be some reason for why they've made the decisions that they've had, because if I was the coach, I, my lines would probably be a lot different to say the least, just based off right. of what I've seen. Uh, and which is another reason why I don't really, don't really like Jack Del Rio that much. Um, but that's, that's besides the fact, uh, talking about our future, Draft is going to be really scary for me. I'm terrified. I don't know who we're going to draft. Hopefully we don't get Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, that might happen, though. Uh, and I will be very sad. If you see me on the podcast again and I have to talk about that, I, I, we're on the worst timeline. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my team right now. Sorry for the long dialogue, but uh, it's not fun. It's not fun being a Washington <laughs> Commanders fan. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, I was just about to go to that. <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on the new team name and the new uniforms? Well, I don't like them at all. I'm actually very upset. Uh, that's not really the team that I grew up with anymore. As the football team, they kind of still were. They basically kept our aesthetic and everything. But these new uniforms, oh, 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 horrible, horrible. Removing like a majority of the goals from our burgundy and the black alternates and the white uniforms that are just, you know, trying to look like the DC flag. And that doesn't really fit like our team historically, does it? Honestly, nothing in the rebrand has. It's like they're trying to become something completely new. And yet they're pretending like they're trying to hold on to the old history of the team, which just, it's bizarre to me. I don't understand why they would just let go of the history of our team just like that in the rebrand. Especially when they had so many opportunities to hold on to it. And the name, the name, man. Just, we should have just kept football team. Honestly, I would have been much happier with that. I'm fine with football team. Like, it's unique. It's um, it's better than commanders. It's yeah. better than a lot of the other options that we would have had uh, as a team name. There's only a few team names that I've been would have been really happy with. Um, and obviously, none of them were even thought of because the last like five names that we had were like nothing that I would have ever picked, but you know, that's what we get. That's what you get when you have uh, Dan Snyder who does not give a shit about the fans <laughs> up there. <laughs> like the actual real fans, like the people that have like, you know, been fans their whole entire life. He does not give a shit. He gives a, all he cares about. Sorry. All he cares about it's money. And that's inevitably what this is. This is a rebrand for money. This is a rebrand to get back into D.C., to get back to RFK. And uh, people are like, oh, you'll be so happy. Like, you won't care if we begin winning, like, in five years' time about the name and everything. And I'm like, we're going to have – I'm going to have to live with this probably, this name, for the rest of my life. Uh, or, you know, as long as I'm a fan of the team. Right. Like, this is a big deal. 
I'm not going to grow more attached to the name. I already know I'm not going to. I really hate it. And next year, when you watch us go onto the field with uniforms that look like they come from Under Armour's high school pro day, <laughs> yes, like you're gonna, re- we're gonna all our fans are gonna realize, oh my god, we have really messed up. We have really messed up. And like, hopefully, there is outcry. There already has been a lot of outcry in the media. Thank God. Um, as to the outcome of, you know, those uniforms, I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I'm scared. When, when our only good uniform is the red one, oh, good, good in quotation marks. They're the best there. They're okay. I still like our old uniforms better. When our only good quotation marks uniform is the red one, and we're probably going to be playing at least eight of our games in that alternate white one, with one being in the alternate black one, I am scared to watch our games. I think we're going to really, it's really going to show how ugly our uniforms are, but also yeah. like uh, uh, how bad our you know, fan support is. We're not going to have anybody at our home games this year. Watch it happen. Our attendance record is going to be so low. It's going to be horrible. We're going to have no fans of our own there. It'll only be opposing fans. And probably not even that many. And it's really going to, like, I think it's really going to reflect on how messed up this rebrand is and how they're running our franchise into the ground. Right. I hope that I don't think Dan Snyder's ever going to sell, but I hope he does one day because oh my god, that needs to happen sooner rather than later. Hopefully, whoever comes back will do another rebrand of our team and change the name because yeah, it's bad. Hopefully, something happens with this congressional search thing that's happening with Dan Snyder and he's gone because I don't know if I can really be a fan of my team any longer after this rebrand. <laughs> Brennan, so you hear Brennan is very annoyed at the uh, Washington Commanders uh, name. Real quick, who do you think will uh, will delve into this uh, into this Roethlisberger uh, Rivers debate? Because we oh, where's been, Eli? I thought Eli is in there as well. Eli as well. We'll, we'll delve into that last real quick with the Super Bowl. What what are your uh, two What are your two cents heading into this game? Bengals won. I don't know about how much, but they'll win. It'll be good for you. You'll be really happy. That's my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> very simple, very simple, very eloquent. I don't see anything else happening other than that. They're, they're the better team all the way around. What do you think? You agree? Hopefully, hopefully you agree. You're a fan. Well, obviously, obviously, I would agree with you. Uh, it's just the fact that a matter of you know, both Cincinnati being able to handle the pass rush of Aaron Donald and Von Miller, and whether or not they can, you know, keep Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. like take away the big play from them, and in turn, can the Rams take away the big play of uh, Jamar Chase, you're not, Tyler Boyd, and crew? You're, you're going to have to double-team Cooper Cup. But I think it's just inevitable. And, like, hopefully your defensive coordinator is good, which I assume he is based off of the games that I've seen. Uh, just uh, be able to scheme, scheme Cooper Cup because that's their biggest weapon. Like, what? Are you guys honestly that scared of Odell Beckham? <laughs> uh, 
postseason. Yeah, nice. No, he, okay. Like, I don't know. He's not as nearly as good as he once was. I like Matt Stafford. Don't get me wrong. But Matt Stafford's not mediocre. He's like middle upper tier quarterback. He's pretty good. He, he has a lot of uh, ability with his arm, but he's not, you know, the best thing ever. And his decision making sometimes very rarely is like, what were you doing there? Uh, I think that you guys should win that game, though. Nonetheless, that Rams team is not the best thing ever, but also, like, you're going to have to worry about your QB just a little bit because Burrow, Burrow, Burrow on the pocket, you know, he, he does get sacked quite a bit. Um, but, you know, he's gotten used to that <laughs> at, the, at this point, so I think he'll do well. Um, and, 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 uh, are you uh, interested in the halftime show? Uh, with Eminem? I, I, don't I don't think, know. Mary, I don't think you know who Mary J. Blige is, but uh, are you who, looking who? forward to <laughs> Mary J. Blige? But uh, are you looking forward to the halftime show? No, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. Uh, rap with Slim Shady at halftime? No. No, no, I'm good. I, I I could care less. All I care about is the game. You know, I've been sitting up there at halftime. I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real Shady. You are the one of the Slim Shadies. Just the mud tending, so won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Or you know, I'll, so I'll be. But uh, we will uh, close out this very long uh, segment with with Eli Manning and uh, Peyton Manning. So for the best, the best. Quarterback of the 04 classes, Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, two time Super Bowl champion, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, you need to get questioned on Mike. Pat, <laughs> for, what, can you hear me? Yeah, you keep cutting out just a little bit. Just get, get a little closer. We're good. <laughs> How about now? Yeah, much better. Much better. Okay, sorry about that because one, you know, one of my AirPods died on me. But, uh, you know, I, I, Ben Roethlisberger, two time Super Bowl champion, appeared in three. He's got 64,888 passing yards, 418 touchdown passes, 64 career uh, completion percentage. Uh, You know, got more passing yards than Phillip Rivers does. Um, Phillip Rivers, though, does have more touchdown passes by two, whoop-de-doo, and interceptions slightly below. But when it comes to winning and, you know, you're a starting quarterback in National Football League, you got to win and produce championships – Give me, give me Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning, you know, not a Hall of Famer. Footbird is not a Hall of Famer. Ben Roethlisberger is the only Hall of Fame quarterback out of that bunch. I know you disagree, but Mr. Brendan, you're, you're the floor is yours to uh, fight me off on this. <sighs> Philip Rivers is a great quarterback. He's one of the best that I've ever seen play. Um, <laughs> he is. He is. He, he, he is – up there with Breeze as one of the most natural quarterbacks I've ever seen play the game. He is so good. Uh, and I think that Ben is just not nearly as pretty throwing the ball. I think that Rivers is better statistically um, game to game than Ben is. I think that Big Ben is a lot 
less glamorous. And I think that Big Ben's been afforded the benefit of having better coaches or better a better coach, basically, um, than Rivers really ever has. Uh, and yes, Rivers had opportunities. And yes, he has had bad playoff performances. But um, if we're talking about historically his whole career, he's a better quarterback. He's a better quarterback. And I don't even think we need to talk about Eli Manning. Um, uh, I don't care about Super Bowls so much as I care about statistics and uh, watching the quarterback play um, of each quarterback. And what I can say is... I, I agree with you that, that Eli Manning's the worst out of the three. Yes, which is obvious. Uh, and, that, and not a Hall of Fame quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. But statistically, he, be, he isn't there. Statistically, he's not there. And I got to be fair, not in the same conversation as Philip Rivers. Uh, and and if I don't think Phil Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, you, you best believe I don't think Eli Manning is one either. You take away those two seasons from Eli Manning, he's a he's very mid, very a- average at best, and that's being kind. Um, so we agree with, with Eli Manning. I still think take Ben Roxburger. He's got more signature moments than, than Philip Rivers does. He's uh, got the three Super Bowl appearances. He's won two rings and of and his number he's thrown for more yards than Philip Rivers has. Uh but but and Philip Rivers does have him beat with the touchdown and interceptions. But uh I take Roethlisberger over Philip Rivers because it could and it's prime. In his prime, because really? Roethlisberger no. is going no to get you the Super Bowls. He's going to win you plenty of playoff games. If Rivers was in the system that either Eli or Roethlisberger was in, he'd be Brady level. Just honest with you, he would be. Isn't that tragic? <laughs> Sadly, he had to go to Dean Spanos' team and literally waste away. A la Calvin Johnson, Detroit Lions. Oh, God. I, I'm, te- I, I'm I, telling you, he's the better quarterback. He is. He's one of the best that I've ever seen play the game. Best I quarterback will, to ever seen play the game? He's one of, not the, one of. One of. So he's in the conversation of Breeze, who you love, Brady, Roethlisberger, Peyton Man, really? Roethlisberger is not in there at all. Roethlisberger is not in that conversation. I'm sorry. I've watched that man play. He is okay. But, okay. You know. This guy is one of the toughest, most grittiest quarterbacks. I've oh, ever yeah. Seen. He's tough. He's and gritty, one of the best. He's, he's not near, he does not throw nearly as pretty a ball as any of those other people in the conversation. He, his signature things are he's really, really good in the pocket and he can shrug off people. And he, he like, that's his thing is that he does not go down easy, which, like, that's cool, but I don't care about that when I'm looking at quarterbacks. I care about uh, how do. good they can throw the ball. Uh, uh, I care about how good they can throw the ball. I care about how good they can throw the ball. And I care about I them too. wanting to win. And you know what? Phil Rivers is both of those ticked. He is a fighter. He fights hard. Have you seen that man yell on the field? If I all his cuss words. Like that dude's well, a hard. Phil he, Rivers he, doesn't he really cuss though. He do, he doesn't cuss. He uses the words like dad gum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> kind of cuss words. Yeah, he's 
he, he's the real deal. He's good. I, I, I like him as much as I like Breeze, be honest with you. Like, and you, and it, you love Breeze. You love he's him. really good. He's really good. Yeah. Okay, you uh, win, him winning with the Saints, come on. There is not a more iconic moment in either of our lifetimes except maybe Brady. I agree. I agree with that. You know how hard it is to win with a team like the Saints. Like, come on, back then. Listen, I remember. I remember that game like it was yesterday. I remember. You don't have to tell me. I remember chapter and verse. Yeah. One one of these days, remember Fortune the Run in the Philip Rivers. I will give you uh, his phone number. I will give Phil your phone number, and you and him can have a nice chat about how great you think Philip Rivers is. I think he's good. But he's not I just, prefer, I just like an auto. I like an autograph. No, I disagree. I think that I also think that Rivers is going to go in the Hall of Fame. You know, which he shouldn't. But that's a separate argument. I think he will go into the Hall of Fame, though. Yeah. Watch it happen. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll put everybody in the Hall of Fame. They'll, they'll put <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll put Rivers in. They'll put Eli in. They'll put um. They'll put Matthew Stafford that- in. And while, we're oh, God. It, we'll, and while we're at it, we'll uh, we'll give uh, Kaepernick a bust, and then after, shortly after him, we'll uh, we'll give Andy Dalton a bust. Didn't want any playoff games. We'll put Andy Dalton in next. Uh, we'll give. It's AJ not McCaffrey. so crazy to say. Historically, one of the best passers in the history of the NFL is going to go in the Hall of Fame. He's like at least top twenty. And everybody in the top 20 is in the Hall of Fame. Philip Rivers is not a top 20 best quarterback in the He NFL. is, though. Look, look he, up he's not, he's not. He's not better than Brady. He's not better than Montana. He's not better than I never Starr. made that argument. He's not better I made the than argument Star. that he's well, better I'm than well, Roethlisberger. Well, I'm, well, he's not better than Roethlisberger. And Roethlisberger, he I don't is. think, is top 20. He's not. He's not. He's not better than Breeze. He's not better than Peyton. Do he's not research. better than Rivers John Elway. He's not better than than Starbuck. He's not better than um than uh, uh Bradshaw. He's not better than Sammy Ball. He's not better than Otto Graham. Unitas. Different Mark time Star, who already said he's not top twenty. Come on. He, he, but historically, he is though. Passing wise, yes, he is. Look it up. I'm not messing with you. Everybody in there is in the Hall of Fame. Rivers should go to the Hall of Fame based on that Jim Kelly. Not better than Jim, Jim Kelly. Not better than Jim Dan Kelly. Murray. Never won a Super Bowl. Neither did Philip Rivers. Neither did Philip Rivers. I know. I know. I'm aware. The, the, but the the, but Jim all, Kelly and Dan Marino go got the Super Bowls though. Yeah, well, did Marino ever get one? Nobody. Marino. He got to one, and he was. Yeah. He is still considered as the greatest quarterback of all time to never win the Super Bowl. Philip Rivers doesn't have that title. Dan Marino does. Oh, and Dan Marino at least that. played in one. Philip Rivers didn't. Rivers is one of the one of the better quarterbacks of all time. One of the best. Oh, he man. is. In my lifetime, he's one of the best that I've ever one of the best I've ever seen play. And right. I think that he will go to the Hall of Fame. And I think that you're wrong. And I think that uh Roethlisberger is not as good. I think Roethlisberger has afforded a lot more no. benefits than Rivers ever was. He, he's ha- he's had benefits, don't get me wrong, but I'm talking about sure talent. Roethlisberger over Rivers every day and nope. twice on Sunday. Nope. You're wrong. Go wrong, go wrong, wrong. go those Washington Commanders. 
Uh, okay, well, you know what? You might just be setting yourself up for a loss. <laughs> karma, karma, karma might come back to you. All I'm saying. Oh, I love, I love this guy. I love this guy so much. Special thanks to Brendan Dillon for coming on. Be back with the I'm until I can tell you his podcast in just a minute. Thanks again to our good pal Brendan for coming on the show. Greatly appreciated uh, and all of his insight and the entertaining thoughts he brought to the table. He's nuts if he thinks Philip Rivers, me and him have uh, gone back and forth about this all the time, but he is nuts if he thinks Philip Rivers is, you know, the top 10, top 20 best quarterback in the history of the sport. And it's Ben Roethlisberger is the best quarterback of that 04 class. And it ain't, it ain't even close. I mean, I understand Philip Rivers is there when it comes to the stats, but Ben Roethlisberger, not only does he have the stats, he has the playoff success and he has uh, what, what they call a Super Bowl appearances and, uh, and, and two champion and two uh, Super Bowl rings. Uh, t- uh, three, th- three key vital things when you talk about greatness uh, in determining with these quarterbacks that, that you must have. Yeah, Rivers has the stats, but I mean, Ben Roethlisberger had the stats and he had the accolades, accolades, excuse me, of him being a, a two-time Super Bowl champion and has, you know, and played in what, three Super Bowls in his, uh, in his NFL career and played in quite a few, uh, conference championship games. But, you know, me and me and Brennan can argue about Philip Rivers. You know, until we're fifty, we'll probably never, in a million thousand trillion years, be able to uh, change each other's minds. But that's why we have them on uh, the uh, the discourse and the uh, disagreements when it comes to his uh, love of uh, the retired quarterback in Philip. Rivers. But we thank him for coming on the show, nevertheless. And we thank you for listening to another episode of the Amtelic TIS podcast. If you're new to the program and like what you heard, please do not hesitate to subscribe. Follow your boy on Twitter at the J Shield. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it TIS and the show on Instagram at Amatelic underscore podcast. This is your boy, Jai Shields. Enjoy Super Bowl 56, everybody. I will talk to you next week. See you.